You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Mixing it up a little bit today, I'm going to share with you some audio from an event that I had the great, great honor to speak at last month in Texas. Marie Cosgrove, you may remember her. We interviewed her on American Snippets. She is an absolutely amazing individual, not only for what she has achieved, but for all she has endured and overcome and the way in which she is using all of her experiences, good and bad, to reach back and help other people pushing through their own challenges. This event, Greater, in Edinburgh, Texas, was an event that Dave and I will remember for years to come. And for me, it was one of those full circle moments that we all experience in our lives. I got to speak on the same stage as Nick Wojcicic, which if you have not heard of him, I recommend that you Google him right now and follow him immediately. Nick was one of the first people whose stories I found about six years ago when I finally hit that point in my life where, I mean, I literally fell to the ground in tears, sobbing, crying, praying that day, which I talk about in this uh, in this event that I spoke at there at Greater. And when I got up and realized that it was time to figure out my life, figure out my pain, figure out a way past it and take a good, hard, long look at myself, I knew I was going to need help, right? I knew I was going to have to learn from people who had done that before because I genuinely may as well have asked me to build a freaking spaceship. I had no clue how to do any of that. So how do you do that? You learn from people who've done it. And there was no way I could ask anybody in my life because I was too embarrassed to let them know everything that had happened and all the mistakes I had made and the mess I had made. So I hopped online and I sought out people who had stories and lessons to offer me, just like kind of grasping for some kind of hope that I could pull from their stories or their experiences and apply to my own life because all I knew at that point in time was how to feel terrible, how to feel sad, how to feel mad. I knew all of that and I, I genuinely just forgot. I, I didn't know it was possible to feel anything but hopeless anymore, you know, deep down in the root of things. And I knew in order for me to get my life together, I was gonna have to first learn how to feel differently. I was gonna have to relearn how to feel differently, how to feel hopeful and optimistic. So I sought out stories and I didn't just seek out people randomly, right? Because first I stumbled upon, uh, you know, I went to people who'd been through grief and I started looking at widows who had been through grief and uh, people who had been in relationships that were abusive or with addicts that had been through this or that. But what I started to do then was compare myself to those people and find all the shortcomings and really focus on all the things that I was messing up even more. So then I stretch out and search for people that had nothing in common with me that I could not possibly relate to those particular circumstances. And Nick Wojcicic was one of the first people that I found. And man, I was hooked. And his story, Nick was born with no arms and no legs. He was born in Australia. And uh, his story is amazing. His family, his message, his energy is just amazing. And so I studied his story and I watched it over and over and over and I filed it away. And he was one of the first people that I learned from, right? So fast forward six years. Now I'm at this event in Texas and who is headlining this event, but Nick Wojcicic. And I was 
so nervous to meet him because, you know, I don't really get like starstruck over celebrities, so to speak, but people who have an impact on me, people who I value and know, I will get a little, you know, kind of tongue tied around them. And he was so nice. And so for me to have this first like full circle moment where it just all came crashing home to me and I got emotional, literally it was on my birthday, September 30th. And that moment that I had where I hit the rock bottom and needed to figure my life out was on my birthday five years previous. So five years to the date that I was on the ground crying, sobbing, convinced I was either going to like go down and never get up or rebuild my life. I was on the stage with the same person who helped me, even though he didn't know it, rebuild my life. And it was super, super cool. And the talk that I gave was about flipping pain into purpose, which is something that Nick is one of the many people who, who taught me how to do that. So listen in. We're going to share that audio with you. I'm going to offer this uh, gift out to you. Like I say in the talk, all the people that we have interviewed, over 100 people throughout this country, Dave and I have studied hundreds more. We've met more um, along the way. We've gone to events. We've read the books. We have really become avid uh, students of taking challenges and using them, turning that strength that they have against themselves and for our greater good. So listen into this talk here. It's about 12 minutes and then we'll be back at the end to remind you how you can follow up and get that uh, extra gift that we offer out in this talk. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Have you ever thought about your birthdays and the powerful story they tell about your lives? I ask because Monday's my birthday. So when I realized, thank you. <laughs> so when I realized that I was going to be spending my birthday weekend here with y'all, I started to think back and I was like, what was I doing last year on my birthday and the year before? And that's when I realized the power of the story that our birthdays tell. My 32nd birthday, for instance, was quite the doozy. It started off good enough, and I remember waking up and feeling so happy and optimistic and so blessed because my husband and I had come through so much in our eight and a half years of marriage, and we were coming out the other side, and we were coming out strong. We had four little boys. Our youngest was just two weeks old, and the others were three, four, and five years old, which is a completely other talk, right? <laughs> and I remember how excited I was that night because it was the very first time that we had any money left over to do anything other than pay half of our bills. So we were going to go out. We were in that sweet spot in life. We were going to celebrate. You see, my husband was loving his life as a teacher at a high school where one of my sisters actually still teaches today. I was building my own career in real estate, and we were just doing great. So that night was a night to celebrate. And I remember how excited I was to run out that front door, get in the real car, not even the minivan that night. I was so excited to just have that time to connect with my husband. You know, when you got kids and work and job, you don't get that time. And it was wonderful, and I was loving it. Until right in the middle of dinner, my husband, who was also a lieutenant in the New York National Guard, decided that that would be the perfect moment to let me know that his, his request had been approved. He looked me right in the eye and said, Toots, I'm going to Iraq. When my birthday rolled around the next year, September 30th, 2005, I was 32 years old and I'd been a widow for four months and two days. 
Instead of planning that date night with my husband, I was planning a trip to Kuwait the following month so I could attend the first hearing for the soldier who'd been arrested and was about to be charged with the murders of my husband and the commanding officer. To most of the world, it was just another national news story, but to the family behind the headlines, it was our own personal pain and I was trapped right in it. The next six years, the next six birthdays blew by in a swirl of pain, grief, confusion, and a whole lot of bad mistakes. But thanks to so many people who came forward and stepped up in extraordinary ways, I was actually able to salvage some moments from my life and enjoy them. And I really did cherish that time with my children. In fact, it looked so good to other people. I kept hearing people say, she's over it. She's fine. She's moved on. But the reality was, inside, underneath, I was broken. I was desperate. I was defeated. I was ashamed. And I was in pain. Because it seemed like no matter when anything good happened, something terrible would come right along and just crush it. I'd let somebody into my life. I thought it was something good. I gave him my trust, and he took that trust, and he crushed it right into the ground in some of the worst ways imaginable. And one of the worst things about that was I let him hurt my children's already wounded hearts. It was an endless cycle of pain. I just didn't know how to escape, and I let it go on and on for two more years. Until on my 42nd birthday, I got a really good gift. Only it didn't really seem like such a good gift at the time. It came in the form of a collect call from the rehab center I'd managed to help get that person into. He was calling me on my birthday, get this, to ask me for money. Because apparently he'd either forgotten or maybe overlooked the fact that he'd personally taken all my money and left me in horrific debt on top of everything else. And you want to know the best part? He forgot to wish me a happy birthday, right? Classic. So when I hung that phone up and I threw it on the ground, I just had it. That was it. That was my point. I hit my knees literally in my driveway and I sobbed and I cried. I thought, when? When is this knife going to come out of my side? When is it going to stop twisting? And I prayed and I said, please, God, if you're there, please help me figure out what is the purpose to this pain? Is there a purpose to their pain? How could there be? And I sat there for a moment, and then it came, this feeling, this sense, this noise, this voice that said, yes, I'm so glad you finally asked. <laughs> and I knew right then that, yes, there was a purpose to the pain. And I knew something was telling me, this is the time. What else is it going to take? Get up. Enough already. Enough with the victimhood. Go get your life back. And I was like, huh? That was pretty cool. I'm going to go get my life back. There's only one problem. I had no idea how. Literally no idea. I still had the same problems I had just moments ago. I just knew that now I wanted to fix them. And I did have plenty of people in my life who were more than willing to come forward and turn that inside out with me and help me figure it out. But no way could I admit to them the full extent of the mistakes I'd made and the total mess I'd made in my life. So I Googled it. And I figured it out. And that's when I started finding the power of other people's stories. And holy moly, are there other stories out there. There are people that are stories I would never trade my pain for, right? There are people who were born with diseases that they shouldn't have survived a day for, let alone decades. There are people who sacrifice and suffer on behalf of others and never complain and volunteer to do it again and again. 
There are people who step forward in all sorts of ways to take their pain, they unlock the key to it, they figure it out, and they move right through it. And then the best part is they channel that pain and use it to build something greater for themselves and something greater in other people's lives. And I was addicted and I watched, I'm not even kidding, hundreds of stories of people a month. I would watch their talks online and it was amazing. And I started to remember what it felt like to just feel something positive again. And that inspiration was the first step I needed to give myself the energy to move forward. And then I started watching movies and I really loved those because I could get my kids involved with that. I watched one movie, Into the Wild. Anybody out here ever see that movie? Because I'm about to spoil it if you haven't. That's what I do, I spoil things. So when I was watching that movie with my son and he loves the outdoors and so do I, and we were digging it. It was beautiful scenery, amazing story, and it was an inspirational, and we were loving it, and we were loving it. And then it was, it was scary, and it was sad, and it was terrible, and it was tragic, and I felt horrible. And I looked at my 10-year-old son, I said, Trevor, I'm so sorry I made you watch this movie, I promise. I thought it was gonna be a happy movie. I never would have made you watch it if I knew it was gonna make us sad. And my son looks up at me, and his big blue eyes get even bigger, and a little grin cracks on his face. And he's like, Mom, what did you think was gonna happen? The movie's called Into the Wild, not Into the Wild and Back Out Again, right? And I was like, out of the mouths of babes, my 10-year-old son taught me such a powerful lesson. It's that every story, no matter its twists, no matter its turns, no matter its outcome, every story has a message and every message has value. It's just up to us to determine what's that value going to be. So I took these lessons and I took this momentum and I moved forward and I started to change my mindset, which changed my energy, which changed my momentum, which changed the outcome and the opportunities and the people that came into my life. I got to work as a veteran services officer for my county. Now I got to give back and add value to a community that's very special to me. I got to provide for my children again. I got to feel good about myself again. And miracle of miracles, I got to meet a man who is so strong and so sweet and smart and fun and kind and for whatever reason has decided he wants to marry me. Yeah, <laughs> he's right there. So that's what we're gonna do next year. But in the meantime, we're marrying another part of ourselves, a part our past, we're merging together to build a brilliant present and a more exciting future. American Snippets is the platform, currently our podcast, and we've interviewed hundreds of people all over the world. And we've identified common themes in all of their stories, common themes that they've used to apply to turn their pain into purpose. I'm gonna tell you about two of those nine principles tonight. One is they found a mentor. They understand that no matter where they are in life, no matter what they've been through, somebody else has been there, done that. Even for me, with my story, my husband was killed in Iraq. He was murdered by another soldier. I had a three and a half year court martial process. I watched his killer go free. I found out why he shouldn't have. I was raising four kids and on and on and on. No way was I gonna find somebody who knew all that. But guess what? When you break it down, I found one person for this and another for that and another for that. And along every step of the way, there was a mentor who could help me figure it out. And that's what they did for me. There is a mentor for you in your life. You probably know one in your own world right now who would gladly help you. 
work your way through something. There's someone out there that you can follow. You can study online. You can learn from them. You can grow. I promise you, for whatever you're facing, somebody else has been there. Why not learn from them? Learn from their mistakes. Learn from their struggles. And then pass on that guidance to somebody else. Next is the power of proximity. Every single person we've interviewed fully understands how to leverage their power of proximity. Simply put, this is to increase or enhance the presence of people or things in your life that add momentum to your goals and your focus and decrease or totally remove the presence of those that don't. It can be hard to do. It can be uncomfortable to do, but I promise you it works. I know it because they've all done it and I've done it. I've applied it to my life. And that is what got me from a heap on my driveway, crying and sad and defeated, to standing here on the stage tonight, speaking on the very same stage at one of those people whose stories I found to help me push through is about to speak on next and blow you all away. And I cannot believe I get to do that. I would love to share all nine principles of flipping pain into purpose to you. They were a gift for me that literally helped me change my life. All you have to do is go to barbsgift.com. There's a PDF. You can have them. They were a gift to me. I'd love to give it back to you. Our birthdays really are a great time to take stock of our lives. I can tell you for sure a lot of my last 15 ones have felt a lot like I was blowing out those candles that keep relighting, so you keep blowing on them till you spit all over your cake or you pass out. But not anymore. I don't sweat those small fires anymore because now I know. I don't let my pain tell me what its purpose is. I decide what the purpose of my pain is going to be. Who decides yours? Thank you. Hey, everyone. Dave Brown here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of American Sippets, and we hope you enjoyed Barbara Allen's talk on how to flip your pain into purpose. Uh, she's a, she is an amazing speaker, and if you want all nine principles, just head on over to barbsgift.com and download those nine principles for free. They're yours. Just click the button. There's no opt-in or anything like that. Just click the button, download the PDF, and they're yours to have. If you got any value out of those nine principles and any value out of this episode or any episode that we've done in the past, all we ask is that you leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on your favorite uh, podcast app. Uh, and if you're looking for a speaker... Or, or presenter for your next event, uh, please keep Barbara Allen in mind. And if you want to book Barb, all you have to do is go over to barballenspeaks.com. That's her personal uh, website. And don't forget to visit us at americansnippets.com for all our weekly uh, articles, podcast episodes, um, coaching, uh, event details. Uh, we have the Great American Summit coming up in April, April 17th and 18th of 2020. It's a patriotic entrepreneurial event that you are not going to want to miss. It is a one-of-a-kind event. We have an amazing lineup that you definitely going to want to check out. So just go to greatamericansummit.com to get all the details. Again, we appreciate you being here today and we will see you next week. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are.